0: Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk, it's a quick turnaround, two pods in 24 hours Jim,
1: how have we managed to get away with that? Uh, I think we're, we're running dangerously under the handicap, I think we've got the penalty at uh, state, although saying that we haven't won anything yet have we?
0: No, it's a very very rare occasion, we, we get run under a penalty pal, don't we worry about that, <laughs> sneaking it in his last reserve I think, would be more accurate, but we thought we'd put together a little preview for the weekend as the Irish skinnies, Uh, Nice group too as well at the curra, a couple of listed races. Obviously the main action next week comes midweek when Royal Ascot kicks off. But we thought we'd, we'd, we'd have a brief little look over the cards for everyone and get stuck into the Irish Classics. that sound like a plan, Paul? Sounds good to me. So I guess the place to start is obviously the Irish 2000 guineas on Friday night. I do love my sport on a Friday night, Jim. Not enough of it. It always feels like a little bit of a special occasion when there's good sport on a Friday night.
1: Yeah, normally I'm working, so I don't normally get to see it. But Friday night footballs it sounds exciting. And, and Friday night 2,000 guineas action is especially exciting. What time's it first? is it kicking off? 6.40?
0: 640. 6.40, aye. And the place to start them will be the Tarsall's Irish 2,000 guineas, of course. And the better general breast prices, 9 to 4 for Siskin. Jerr Lyons, not the Nicky Henderson hurdler. Nine to two, Armoury. Aidan O'Brien, Wayne Lorden. Eight, Padre Beggy takes the for Aiden O'Brien on Vatican City. Ballydoyle representatives also at 10s and 12s. Royal Livam, Emmett McNamara and Lope Fernandez for Shamie Heffernan. Then you're looking bigger prices. 14, Sinnohan. 16, Fiscal Rules. 20s, Monarch of Egypt. 25s, Fort Myers and Free Solo. The 50-1 outsider is Rebel Tail. Jim Siskin. Group one winning two year old remains unbeaten all over six furlongs. The question is, does he stay?
1: Um that is certainly the big question in this field and uh, I'm not as not as negative as most people are on this topic. I think he might stay this this mile against this field, because I don't think there's I don't think there's a lot of out and out milers in this. Um his size six to seven furlong, mostly mostly bred out. Of and the dam, it's his first, uh, it's a first son. Um, and she's stayed a mile herself, so I, I don't have a, necessarily have an issue. Uh, it's just the way he travels in his races and and the uh, and what he does. He's quite exuberant uh, in the pre-parade ring, and um, I do think that there is the question mark because you saw him progress through maidens, listed group two, group one last season. Uh, the best performance in my opinion were in the group two. That were on the better ground. He travelled really strongly. He won comfortably beating Monarch of Egypt in the end. But he did have to dig deep on his final start. He sort of showed a grittier side to him that day um, when winning in the Phoenix days. Beat Monarch of Egypt, Egypt again, but this time it were only by three and a quarter length. Royal Living was backing behind in third. Uh, he, he, he hit the line well, I thought, on softish ground. Uh, I'd mark that up I wouldn't be as negative as most people are about him staying a mile but uh, he fully deserves his his place at the head of the market and an interesting fact for Siskin fans uh, it's a bird, Siskin did you know that?
0: Uh, No I didn't mate No, Jimbo's fact every week, is that a new one?
1: Yeah, gardening and birds anything else? I'm I'm Uh, an hour Baby turtles yeah, baby turtles, I said. Yeah, I sound like I've got a degree in zoology.
0: Absolute fountain of knowledge, pal. Absolute fountain it's of knowledge. Just called Google. Google. <laughs> My old mate, Google. Yeah. The thing with his skin is, I do think he's very, very good. And I like the way he tanks through his waist. And I think he would probably win the Phoenix a little bit more comfortably. And the winning margin of three and a quarter, of sorry, three quarters of a length suggests on the rewatch. You know, he's, it, Monica of Egypt never looks like getting past him at all. It is just whether he does his, he can tank his way through over a mile because he is absolutely rapid. I think, you know, I'd, I'd, I think he'd be the one to beat in the Commonwealth Cup. Yeah.
1: If, yeah. if they,
0: if they wanted to go that route with him, I don't really know what I make of him. Yeah, I think he's definitely the right favourite. He's definitely the one the race revolves around. And if there's a superstar in the field, it is him. Ooh. It's just the trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think the price is generous as well. I think nine to four's asking to be taken. It's how confident I am in that nine to four. I'm. I don't have a really strong opinion in this race, to be brutally honest. Uh, however nine to four is a decent price about Shuskin, you know, I think.
0: He's got a lovely turn of foot. He's got a lovely turn of foot which really could win it for him if if he's still travelling inside the final two furlongs.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, he's he he's a horse I actually think I'd retain a hell of a lot of faith with even if he beat even if he gets beaten here. Because I think if he gets beaten here it's probably down to it being the wrong race for him. Yeah, that, than anything yes.
1: else. yeah that's more than what's expected. I, I do think uh, I think he'll come to win the race with, with a furlong to go. And if anything, he might just get caught or he might just hold on and, and just have enough class to, to beat the rest of these. Armoury, Jim, a hell of a lot. I was... Sorry,
0: mate. Can you cut that out? I want to say a hell of a lot more solid, but yeah. Can, no problem. How could you be more solid than a horse who's four unbeaten? Complete fucking bell end. No problem. I'd
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good point. Sorry, mate. Shall I restart? Yeah, far away.
0: No, pal. I don't think there should be as much disparity in the market between him and Armory who was a best price of 9-2 to two and was really solid last season, a Group 2 winner when well, he took the futurity from Rebel Tail, who re here. But he finished ahead of Arizona in the national stakes, third behind Victor Ladorum and Olsen in the uh, pre-Jean-Luc Lagardier. You know, those two, you know, Victor Ladorum's won the pool and Olsen was placed, you know, and I, I know he was well below form when beaten in a match by Olsen, really, in the, uh, the criterion but he's a really, really solid horse. We'll definitely get a mile. And it's almost like a similar scenario to love where this horse is going to be in the free, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you'd certainly expect. So, uh, he was given a tough campaign last year. Um, he had the seven starts. He had the three wins, as you've mentioned, and he's a group three and group two winner, um, place behind Pinatubo. Um, I've always had the impression he'll improve with distance. Uh, however, on the breeding side, it, it's it's not exactly crying out for it. But it, it, of course, Galileo it puts that emphasis on stamina. But afters, uh, you've seen um, more, and his brothers are more six or seven furlong horses.
0: His dam's a the old dancer, so I'd be I'd, I'd I wouldn't be too. You know, down on that, if I'm honest, mate, I, I, I think the mile shouldn't be a problem whatsoever for him. The way he goes for his races as well, I'd suggest, you know, he's been placed in group ones over a mile as a two-year-old. That wouldn't be the worry for me. And and, and what you've got, how I kind of see this race is, is, you've got a horse who is probably around, oh, 114 115 animal in armoury, and a horse who is, you know, definitely 120 plus in Siskin, but the the circumstances of the race may favour Armory more, and there and it's there it's how how much of Siskin's natural talent may allow him to get away with being slightly below his best and still being able
1: to beat Armory in a race that may suit the O'Brien first thing more. Yeah, yeah, you can under you can understand that. Um, it's interesting jockey bookings on that as well. Um you see Wayne Lordon's been booked up to be riding armory, you'd probably have been expecting to see Shamie Heffernan riding. Uh he takes the ride on lope Fernandez. Um I think he last season coming into the season with a big reputation cost a fair whack of money for him for nine hundred thousand. Uh won on his debut and then was second behind Pinna Two Bolt at Ascot. Uh, he was that was a great piece of time form genius there. Whoever changed that headline to pin or two, but, um, he then won back over six furlongs, uh, in a group three at the Curragh. finished off and maybe was slightly disappointed in the middle park. Uh, however, I don't think six furlongs is his bag. I think step up to a mile, that'd be more up his street. I've always had the impression he'll, he'll want a bit further. Um, I mean, the fact that Jamie Effenden is riding him, it's a massive positive. Uh, however, I, I don't know where I, I rate Lope Fernandez in his sixth that he's got. I'd probably rate him fourth, if I'm being brutally honest. I think Fat, Vatican City's very, very interesting in running this. Fit to my beloved Tim Ross on debut at Newmarket. He ran very green and looked like he certainly improved for the run. He then went on to Dundalk uh, to beat one of Jesse Harrington's, who's since gone on and won another race at Dundalk. That was a nigh on nothing race at Dundalk, but he's beautifully bred. He's related to Glen Eagles, marvellous and happily. He will need to step up, uh, but, but no doubt of, of his ability because I, I've, I've, the fact that they've pitched him in the, at this stage of his career, first time out as a three-year-old and he's only had two runs, means they must think he's working well enough with them lot at home to think he'll be running in this and Paddy Beggy gets the ride. He's fresh from his group Daringstown win at the weekend. Uh, and you know, he's recording the big races. He likes to win them, doesn't he? He does, mate.
0: I, I'm similar to you on Lope Fernandez in that I'm not actually quite sure what I make of him. You know, pedigree suggests being by Lope Fernandez out of a Dan Silly Mare, half brother to Dark Vision as well, so it wouldn't be like that family to be overhyped. Uh, but you. I look at him and I think, you know, when he'd been running over seven, I could see why they'd run him over six. And when he's been running over six, I've been thinking, you're not quick enough. Even though he won a group three over that trip last season, where he beat Guildsman, who was a fairly, you know, a reasonable type for Qatar racing at that sort of level. I just don't quite know exactly what this horse will be best at. You know, it's interesting that they come here because I know there was talk of him just going straight to Royal Ascot for something like the Jersey Stakes, which would have been suitable. And he's going to be one I will keep an eye on, without really having much of an opinion on what I expect him to do. If that makes any sense, mate. I'm, I'm, it's more of a sit back and watch Lope Fernandez and have his performance in the Irish Guinness help shape what I think of the horse because at
1: the minute he could be about four different things. In my head. Yeah, fair point. Um, It's a really, really interesting race. Uh, It's probably not one I'll be playing in. I think it's a sit and watch and enjoy whether Siskin is actually that good. Uh, Royal Litham's a horse who I quite like. I used to go to Royal Litham, well, Litham in St. Anne's in general as a child. That used to be, whereas you probably went to Whitby or Scarborough, wouldn't you, Lou? Uh, Brid. Brid, places like that. I go to Litham. Blackpool. I went to
0: Wivenhoe. Right, at, my grandparents used to live in a caravan in Hull, and they used to take us to Wivenhoe, and that used to be a treat. And Jesus Christ,
1: mate! <laughs> Wivenhoe, Christ, you got bulletproof vest, mate. It's uh, the
0: biggest the biggest attraction in wivenset I'm not sure if anyone's ever been there. Is a massive hole in the seafront. <laughs> you know, we we know a lad from Hull, and he knows exactly what I'm on about. If if Urban's listening to this by some chance. These, the boardwalk and Wivensey just got a massive hole in it for no reason and that's the main town's attraction uh, strange place strange place uh, <laughs> but moving back to back Royal to this, Living yeah Royal Living sounds a hell of a lot nicer mate and he's the overpriced one in this field isn't he Boyle Sports have him at 10s yeah and, uh, I've
1: got him as short as 8s here so 10s is even better but he's I think he, this horse is very, very well named. Out of Glen Eagles, which is of course a golf course in Scotland. Royal Livam is the golf course in, uh, in Livam. <laughs> including the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but last season on debut, I was very taken. I backed him on debut purely because he was called Royal Living. Uh And I was very taken by him. beat a nice horse Joseph O'Brien's called Dark Vader. He then went on to run in the Coventry, but he was just that race came too quickly to uh, for him. It was only within the space of 10 days. He was uh, on the wrong
0: side as well, wasn't he?
1: He was, if I remember. Yeah, you are right. Uh, and he then... I've, I've continued to back him purely because of the name in the July stakes, where he beat the over-hyped Visionari. Uh, I was very, very impressed with that performance. He, I, I thought it'll certainly make up to a mile horse next season. Um, and that was over six. And then he was... Third in the Phoenix behind Siskin, as we as we've mentioned already, uh, his saddle slipped as well that day, so I'd mark him up even more for that performance. Um, I think he's overpriced, and I'm slowly talking myself into backing into him, uh, backing him here.
0: Yeah, I can completely see that, Jim. He's he was only a length behind Siskin in the uh, in the Phoenix stakes, and he's. He was better than his finishing position suggested in the Coventry. Then he went and won a fairly reasonably decent group two at the Newmarket July meeting. I can completely see why you'd feel that Royal Living was overpriced. and In fact, I I can't deny I feel the exact same way, mate. I feel the exact same way. I think he'd be the one I'd be backing each way if I was to have a bet. There's a horse as well whose form interlinks with so many of these from last season. And I don't know who he is because he's gone to Hong Kong and it has been doing my head in all day. And I could have Googled and found out, but I thought I was better off asking Jim because he was runner up to Siskin at the Curra. He ran, he was fifth in the July stakes, which Royal Liven won. He was fourth in the Middle Park when he was trained by Aidan O'Brien. Now he's called Smart Folks and he's in Hong Kong. And I can't for the life of me work out what his name was called when he was trained in Europe. Do you have any idea,
1: pal? What did you say? Sorry. Start again. You've said everything too quickly and I've been thinking.
0: He won a maiden at Dundalk on his debut last year for Aidan O'Brien. Right. His his, his form's quite tidy. He was second to Siskin in the Marble Hill. He ran sixth in the Norfolk Stakes, fifth in the July Stakes. He ran fourth in the Middle Park Stakes, which Earthlight won. Uh, He he ran in the Richmond Stakes as well. He was down the field there. So he's turned up in all these big two-year-old gigs for Aidan O'Brien, wearing the uh, blue and orange silks. And I don't know who he is. Was it Smart... So- oh. it's called Smart Folks now in Hong Kong. Smart Folks. And he's been not- doing my head in all day, trying to think of his European name. Um,
1: I've not a clue. If anyone... I'm sure the Aidan O'Brien fan site will be able to help you in that, in that aspect. We'll have to give them a message after we've re- finished recording this.
0: We'll have to- I could have gone back to and watch, watch the race, but I just thought a bit more fun to see whether anyone anyone can outsmart me on that because it's been doing my training all day. Uh, anything at a bigger price you could make a case for, Jim? Um,
1: I haven't got anything at a bigger price in the two thousand, but I, I think I've got a nice price one in the one thousand.
0: Shall we move on to that then, bud?
1: Yeah, for sure. So
0: for the first Irish Phillies Classic of the season, the best price is seven to four Albania for Jesse Harrington, seven to two. Peaceful Aidan O'Brien, then eleven to two Donica O'Brien. This will be his first classic one, or will it? For Fancy Blue Sixes, Alpine Star, thirteen to two, so wonderful. Fourteenth New York Girl Redenza. sixteenth Roca Roma, 20s Even So Soul Search Valeria Messalina, and then twenty-five to one. Bar them obviously with this being on the Sunday and uh, on the Saturday, sorry, and seventy-two hour decks being how they are we don't quite have the final feel for this yet as we do for the 2000 so there might be a little bit more flexibility in the market and who actually turns up here uh but jim on all known formal being as the one they've clearly got to beat
1: yeah for sure i've, I've just scrolled through the market for this bit i haven't looked at it since i was writing my notes down for today this morning and my big price fancy has has basically crumbled in price, uh, but we'll touch on that later, sorry about that uh, Albania was 5 from 3, uh, 3 out of 5 last year, sorry uh, Group 1 and Group 2 wins and 6 in the Moyglaire, stayed strongly to win the Group 1 uh, I think stamina is more to the front of Albania um, over a mile I, I, I'm, there's, there's, I'm not 100% sure that uh, maybe further will probably beckon in the future uh, she takes a bit of rousting along um it's, I, I, I think she's interesting and she deserves to be favourite, but I, I want to know how the race is going to work out um, because you saw she was slow away in Santa Anita. Uh, she was ridden towards the back. The race uh, was, they just went far too quick for her and she, and she didn't know what to do round a tight track like that. Uh, she found room late on, covered loads of ground uh, and, just, well, ran very, very well to finish fourth in that position on rattling ground. Uh, I th- I personally think that fourth, it, Santa Anita was better than her Group 1 in France.
0: She made Shane Foley work.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. Um, her Group 1 in France was quite tidy. You know, she's, I don't think it was the best, you know, two-year-old Phillies Group 1 you'll ever see. But the form's fairly reasonable. The likes of flighty lady and bionic woman have done all right in France this season. And she she looked very good when she won the early stud stakes. You know, Peace Charter, who who we mentioned on the podcast yesterday, was beaten in that race. I mean, she's the only one, Jim, that brings proper group on form to the table.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. But I, I do think... Uh, Jesse Harrington's other runners in the same colours, Alpine Star, is, is interested in this as well. Is she definitely uh, going? I'm not entirely sure, but you wouldn't be surprised if they didn't run. But I wouldn't rule her out this season in turning out to be better than Albania. Um, and that's a, quite a big statement, I think, because of course Albania's Group 1, Group 2 winner, and Alpine Star um, has won a Group 2 debutant, and that, and that was it really. But she was third to love on debut. Uh, ran green and clearly needed the run. Didn't quite get the gaps when she want, wanted. Uh, and then she won the Group 2 on a third start. She's out of see, see the moon. I think there'll be more of an emphasis on stamina from that side. Um, she battled back strongly in that Group 2. She rallied under pressure um, to, get the, to get the better of Edna O'Brien, O'Brien's petite moustique. Uh, I think if she doesn't go here... The oak try and get a prep race before the Yorks. She'd certainly have to have a, a good chance. Do you think they'll do that? I'd have thought if they don't run it here, they'll just go for the coronation. Yeah, you, you could think about spreading spreading her around a bit, couldn't you? Um, the thing is, I'm not sure Jessie Arrington wants to send many horses to England this year. She wants Shane Foley riding them.
0: Yeah, that that that's true. But I guess it, it's it's one of them where because she has so many decent three-year-old fillies. You know that? Yeah, so you're going to have to spread them out a bit. Yeah, isn't it? exactly, exactly. Cayenne Pepper, I'd imagine, will be an Oaks horse. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Alpine. It's, like, it's possible that you can do the Coronation and the Oaks this season. In that order, to be fair. That is a possibility. Uh, Jim the Coolmore horses. Peaceful and Fancy Blue. So wonderful as well. What do you make of that trio?
1: Yeah, Peaceful is very likely race for No Aidan O'Brien uh, three-year-old... Uh, Two-year-old, well, three-year-old now, Philly. Um, she had one win out of her three starts. She clearly needed her first run uh, when finishing ninth of 14 at Leopardstown. But she improved to win a maiden by seven lengths. Uh, then went on to finish second behind Bond with pride in the listed race. Well, Run Wild was back in third. We saw what she did last weekend. Uh, she's bred to be fairly decent. Um, I fully respect her. She could be anything... Uh it, it probably could have done with born with Pride running a bit better the other week. However, Run Wild's back that form up since. So I, I respect her. I think she's a bit on the short side for the price-wise, if if that was for me. I, I'd probably be wanting about 4-1, 9-2 about her rather than 11-4. to 4. I think that's a bit skinny. I'd be looking at her as an oak sauce. Yeah. Understand that as well. Fancy Blue
0: Jim, but some story if Donica can win a classic, you know, within a couple of months of taking a licence out, this daughter of deep impact, obviously was with Aidan last season, but unbeaten in two starts, including a listed race at the Curragh.
1: Yeah, that, that was a good performance. Um, slightly slow away that day, uh, ran on well inside the the final furlong, and I think as well, this is another, I'll sort of want to step up in trip in time.
0: And there's always one Ballyd Oil Horse who they keep running in all the good races, even though they're a maiden, and they could clearly pick up a decent prize somewhere. This time it's so wonderful, Jim. Uh, daughter of Wonder of Wonders, who was quite a nice horse back in the day over middle distances, wasn't she, for, uh, for, for Team Bally Doyle? And she was third in the Moyglaire.
1: Yeah, and she's still a maiden as well, isn't she? Yeah, um,
0: exactly.
1: Um, third in the Moyglaire would obviously give her a, a clear chance. Uh, I thought she'd be the pacemaker for love in the, t- the 1,000 guineas, so... Um, but you'd have to respect her. She ran in all the major events last season. She's the complete opposite of uh Peter of Peaceful, really. Um battle hardened from last season, almost a love type campaign. Um I th- I th- I wouldn't quite rule her out. I think I do think six to one's a decent each way price if, if you're that's sort of gambler in that, that way you go. Six to one's a decent bet each way.
0: So, Jim, you mentioned your big price fancy for this race. Who is it?
1: Well, I'm quite disappointed that it's now tens. Rocker Roma. Um, you can get sixteens, pal. You can six- get sixteens.
0: I'll have a look with who. Uh, you can get sixteens with Willie Hills and with Skybet.
1: Uh, the sixteens doesn't interest me at all anymore. Uh, I'm <laughs> devastated. Um, I feel like not really talking about Rock Aroma, to be brutally honest. <laughs> um Go on, Jim. I'm interested for this, mate. Make your case then as to why even at thirty-three
0: to one a horse who has had one start and finished second in a Leopardstown maiden could be an each way bet for a classic
1: well she was as you said she was second she broke well she she knew her job but she just got slightly outpaced a bit green coming around the bend uh the leader got the run of the race and he she kicked on and, and could never peg him back uh i think rain would help uh the that winner of that race was previously third to a horse called passion which is run today i, I don't quite know it and uh unknown pleasures uh they've run in the last couple of days i I just felt like Joe Lyons could probably squeeze a bit more out of of rocker rome and i just thought it was a bit of a big price for him to pitch a horse in such a good standard of race like this uh it's not often he takes chances really jay lions he he wants tried and tested horses and uh rocker i thought 66 to one were a bit of value however uh now as i've sat looking at 10 to one i'm Slightly kicking myself, I didn't take a bit of sixty sixes.
0: Oh, it's all right, Jim. You got there with love. I think I, I I wouldn't be complaining about taking a price, mate. After this weekend, don't you worry, pal. If I was to potentially have a squeak at a bigger price, it could be another of the Harrington Phillies, Valeria Messerina. Who was second uh, in the also sharp stakes on her second run last season? Got up on debut at at Nace. Don't think that was, you know, the strongest of of Philly's maidens, but she's done it fairly well. And then you know was a nick behind Rose of Kildare, who was a useful enough British yardstick in these listed Group Threes Philly's races last season. Best price twenty to one. Is a reasonable each way price uh, for that Jesse Harrington filler. But I think on farm Albina's clear, mate,
1: and I'd expect her to win. Yeah, I I agree. I expect Albina to win, but it'd be interesting to see what they do with Alpine Star. If they're picturing this, I do think she's interesting. Uh, and I'd, if you were to push me, I'd probably play so wonderful each way. I think she's rock solid.
0: That's very, very fair, mate. Very, very fair. And we'll just stay in Ireland. To touch upon the Group 2 mursbridge Stakes, the last race at the Curragh on Friday night. Uh, when I had a look at best prices, they were all still on SPs earlier. I'm not sure whether a market's been made yet, but a lot of familiar faces in here. Uh, Latrobe, Leo de Fury, Guaranteed, Numerian, Persian Lion, Effernock Fizz and then the Phillies fleeting Maria Cristina. And Search for a Song. So we've got a classic winner, Jim, in Search for a Song. Back down four furlong from her Irish ledger victory, though. Interesting race.
1: Does this interest you? Because it doesn't interest me at all. Very interested. Yeah, Uh, it is. Go on. You you talk about this, because I I couldn't get interested about this at all. Well,
0: Search for a Song interests me whenever she turns up. Because how many question marks do we have about what she did at the Curra last season, how much of that was down to Chris Hayes giving her a good ride and everyone else being given a bad ride? You know, she she absolutely bolted up that day. She beat Vivian, who was a horse I know you like, and ran quite well at the weekend in the Goldrush Stakes at York. Before that, you know, her, her form's really solid, but she'd not be, she, you know, she's not ran over a trip this short. Since her first two starts, you know, when she she won a maiden at fairy house over this trip and then was second in a listed race at Nace, uh, I'm fascinated to see really whether she could be a good open middle distance filly this season, whether she's going to be winning the likes of the Yorkshire Oaks because this, you know, how she performs here, it'll be a very, very good indicator to that. Interested to see whether she can compete at this level over a trip this short
1: they've, got, the, they've got pace in it though are not they because I'm presuming Maria Christina's a pacemaker because to be rated 73 and running a group 2 I'm presuming that's the pacemaker
0: yeah yeah she will be yeah uh, Fleeting surely must win a race at some point in her life
1: I know but the, I hate them sort of arses that I just oh, definitely win next time I, I'm not questioning Fleeting's gameness I'm, I'm just losing faith with her but she's well up to
0: this level, pal. Well up to this level. You know, she was so close to winning the opera, well ahead actually of Terra Bellum, you know, who, who you really liked and, and was, won the Daily at the weekend. You know, she, she's, unlu- she's so unlucky not to have already won a race of this level. And um, she'd be an interesting one. I love that they've kept her in training next season. Latrobe, don't know what he's doing over a trip this short, but it'll be a sub laugh seeing him back out. Leo DeFury was fairly tidy last season for Jessica Arrington and merits his place at this level, even though he might be a little bit below, you know, the level of a normal Group Two winner. He certainly merits his place in the lineup, came close to beating Buckhurst in the Royal Whip last season. It's a it's a good race, mate. It's a good race. Numerian winner last time out for Declan uh Declan Beach. McDonough takes eh? Yeah, exactly. Uh that listed race at NACE back on the first day of the old season, the only day of the old season, for Joseph O'Brien. For I like this race, mate. There's also a couple of jokers in there as well, a 68-rated horse for Katie Brown, that effer knock So it's it, it's fairly funny. Katie Brown's got two in this, two in fact, the rated 68 and 72, so uh, we're all having a giggle. Uh, you know what I mean? No, I like this race. I like the fact that there are horses here who... Are doing something different to what they're good at. Yeah. Um, in the La- in Trobe. I like this is an opportunity for Fleeting to actually win. It's an opportunity for Search for a Song to show a different facet to a game as well. And if she wins this, mate, she's a proper Group 1 filler.
1: Yes. If she wins this impressively, she'd have to be, won't she? Yeah, I'm, I, I am looking forward to this, mate. Not because I think
0: it's remarkably competitive, but it just interests me. It just interests me. There are horses who I wouldn't have ran here myself turning up, and that's why it fascinates me.
1: Yeah, fair point. Each to their own.
0: We'll move over to some of the domestic stuff, Jim, and I know you're very keen to get stuck into some of the British-listed action this weekend. Which race do you want to kick off with?
1: kick off with the Abingdon, the 3 o'clock on Saturday.
0: The Phillies Trail, it's a it's a, uh, a listed race over uh, for three-year-olds. It this this used to be the Swettenham Stud Stakes or something like that.
1: That sounds familiar.
0: Something like, I'm sure it used to have an old name, but Domino Darling, one of the Turf Talk, 12-7-4-5, ahead of Cabaletta for Roger Veri and 3-1, to 5-1 to Franconia, Gosden and De Tori, nine Oriental Mystique and Shafa, and then 12-1 to Wonderful tonight, 20s bar. Uh, we want Domino Darling to win,
1: don't we, Paul? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Adam talked about her being impressive on debut. Uh, she was given a very educational ride, full of potential, out of Golden Hall. The sky's bye. the limit. Uh, bye, sorry. Uh, and Oppenheimer, the vibes from him on ITV when he had the runner of, in the Pretty Polly, where he thinks that uh, Domino Darling is better than Frankly Darling. So uh, that's that's interesting. Really looking forward to see Domino Darling running. I thought she'd run in the Pretty Polly last weekend. She's coming here. Hopefully she can do better than a stable companion. See if Clotted on debut, and hopefully win the race. Uh, Cavalletta's obviously got a very good chance. Won on debut as well and beat Frankly Darling um, on heavy ground. Uh, I think better ground will be a completely different case. Ryan Moore's booked, which means that they mean business uh, fascinating races, I think and and you chuck Franconia into it as well, second on debut at Chelmsford, knew a job fairly well, but you knew that will always improve from that run Havling give it a very educational it. give her a very educational ride, not too many slaps of the whip uh, she's related to wincillium melting melting dew uh, Interesting that they're going here with her. Um, they could have easily picked up a race before kicking on to her, but this this going straight into listed level gets some black type into her.
0: Yeah, mate, I agree with that. I think Domino Darling's the one they've got to beat here. You know, Adam put her up for the Oaks, which I, I wouldn't advise a bet against already ten to one. I see her winning this, and she goes off shorter than that. I guess the more fascinating one, and just as a horse in general here, is Shaffer. There was a 66 to one winner on debut at Kempton last week which is insane how many times does a you know hamda almakto Shadwell homebred go off 66 to one on debut and she's by muhara so I'm not sure what she you know I can see why because she's you know she made a debut over 10 furlongs being a Muhara filler and she's the only winner from her dam's five progeny and you're thinking, what is Shadwell doing with a
1: horse like this? Yeah, you, you, it makes you think, doesn't it, what, what they're trying to do. But she was impressive the other week. Tom Mark rode her, if I remember off the top of my head, um, Give her a very nice ride. He said, she, I knew she was going to win as soon as we, we set off. Um, he said, I'd never ridden her before, but he, he, he knew, said she knew her job a lot. Um, sort of tried to give her a breather, if I remember, between the two and the one, and then he properly went for it. And she she put her head in front. She she's very nice. She'll have to step up, uh, I think, after this performance. Although, to be fair, there's a lot of nice horses in this. We just with a one next to the name. Um, maybe that might be enough. Uh, how are you pronouncing that one?
0: Adis Shaffer.
1: Shaffer. Yeah, maybe Shaffer. Um, not ruled out in this. However, Domino Darling is the obvious pick for this.
0: Yeah, we hope she wins. We want. The first winner from the turf top twelve to come out as well, telecaster and well at the weekend for us. And we retain the faith in Born with Pride. Uh the next race on the card at Newbridge is probably the best event in Britain this weekend. It's the Diamed Stakes competitive renewal. Best prices nine to four King of Comedy Freeze Zake. Eleven to two Tabarak, seven to one Marie's Diamond, the winner, obviously, at the weekend. Ten Stormy Antarctic, twelve century dream. 16th look around and 25 to 1, the outsider's chate and history writer. Uh, Jim, King of Comedy, what do you make of him?
1: Um, he's very consistent, I think. Barring his uh, Ascot run, that was on heavier ground. That certainly didn't suit him. Um, he's ran in good races all the last season. He was fourth in the Judmont, um, second in the St. James's Palace, uh, second to Ben Battle. I think he's rock solid. He's got very, very group, good group two form. Um, I've always been of the opinion that maybe a mile and two might suit him more than a mile. Um, no reasoning for that at all. I just, I just feel like in, if I think he needs the race to go for him in a certain way, um, I, I feel like he needs him to go a good gallop so he can l- let him settle because he's quite a a keen and fresh horse. Uh, He likes to fight for his head. Uh, Martin Harley's booked. He'll he'll have to be on his A game to be riding him, because I think he's a bit cultish, I think the word is, I'm looking for, Um, going into his four-year-old career. Nine to four is a short enough price about him, though. Uh, I'll probably be looking to take him on in this. That's
0: interesting then, mate, because I thought he was a pretty solid bet. Like you say, he was a bit cultish last season, a little bit of boyo. But he did hold his form very well, second to a ridiculously impressive Ben Battle in the Joel Stakes. Didn't come far off beating Circus Maximus in the St. James's Palace, if you can forgive his below-par effort on heavy ground in the QE2. His form is clearly the best in this field. Uh, Zaki won this last year, Jim, and he's a good yardstick at this level.
1: Yeah, and this is probably who I'm going to land on. To be fair, um, he's a consistent Group Three horse. Uh, he won this race, as you mentioned last year, but it was at Epsom. Completely he's, different race. Um, his record fresh. He's very good. He's, he's won on his last two years in the last two years, first time out. Uh, I think he's got a rock solid chance. Uh, the better the ground, the better for him. Uh, the, he's, he has won on good to soft, but that was in a handicap. Yeah, months ago, years ago. Um, Michael Stout, typical five-year-old, he's keep keeping him going. Uh, well, he is a gelding, so they haven't really got a choice, to be brutally honest. That was a stupid statement. Um, and he certainly asked for to be a leading contender in this. Um, I think 4 to one's a decent enough price about him. There was a bit of 5-1 to one around last night when I was looking at it. Uh, I was probably all the each-way scumbags have, have had a good look at this, and um, uh, and not including myself, but I thought he would was a solid each way bet at five to one.
0: Where does he make the length up then? The length and a half or so from the Joel stakes last season, when he finished behind uh, King of Comedy. Bearing in mind he's still conceding weight to King of Comedy for
1: his Group Three win. I think it's the freshness. I think first time out is when you catch him. I think that, I think that makes the hell of a difference. Uh, King of Comedy. Um, Going fresh, I've got well he won on debut, uh, and 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 you can't really question his freshness. However, I think he improves two or three pounds, Zaki, uh, which he's going to have to to be beaten King of Comedy for for his first run.
0: Anything else further down the betting you're interested in? Jim Tabarak's won five listed races yet to strike at Group company, and Marie's Diamond, impressive winner of the Paradise Stakes on Friday. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Tabarak's ultra consistent and he, he'll he be picking up a listed Group 3 or something like that at Haydock later on in the season. Uh, Marie's Diamond, we saw uh, one last weekend uh, at Newmarket, I think, was a bit flattered for that win, uh, leading from the front. Uh, this is a lot harder than that race. And Century Dream's a horse I've currently hanging off the White Cliffs of Dover with. <laughs> um, I've been backing him, saying he, he's a good horse, he's a good horse. On good to soft heavy ground, and when he gets it, he's good. And he's he's slightly disappointed me uh, in his last couple of starts, and the stable forms a bit of a question mark as well for me.
0: Yeah, interesting horse, Century Dream. I do like him, but I'd like to have seen more from the Chrisford team. Maybe it's all Ed's fault now. His name's on the license as well.
1: No, uh, no, no! Don't say things like that. That's awful. <laughs>
0: You called Amy Ryan a liar last week, Jim. I'm allowed to have a little <laughs> dig at Ed but It's all gone to shit since he's had his name over the door. Uh, Stormy Antarctic as well won a Group 2 last season. Uh, in Germany, was it? In Italy? He won in Italy and he? he won in Germany. I can't remember which way around the races were. Uh, not really seen in Britain very often nowadays. What do you make of him? He's, a, he's another strange one that on his day can compete in this level. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think he's another horse that needs soft ground. Um, he has bits and pieces of good form and good ground, and but I, I do think the, the softer the ground, the better the performance for him. As you saw last year, he won that Group 2, which was an absolute nothing Group 2 uh, in Italy. Um, it was a, the most pathetic forerunner race of a Group 2 you'll ever see in your life.
0: Why why do they allow them to have group twos? Not wanting to sound you know, not wanting to sound ridiculous, but it's,
1: it's pathetic.
0: Play, and and I know people say, you know, it's it, Italian racing is in a bad state. But it really is, not it? It really is. I mean the horse beat there was probably the best horse in Italy looking at his record. So many ones next to the name, but it's just a very, very poor Poor state of affairs for Italian racing at the minute, which is a shame. Ger- the German form is a reasonably better, but yeah, you'd expect he need to be doing better than that. when he was down the field in the Q E two on his only start in Britain last season.
1: Uh, you're with Zaki for this then, mate. Yeah, I think he's got a very, very good chance. Um, King of Comedy wasn't, but didn't have a jockey booked up before this, so I was thinking he might not run. Uh, however, he is. Uh, but I'm willing to take King of Comedy on. He's not a horse I'm scared of. Um, although to be fair, I, I am probably scared of most horses if they were galloping towards me. Um, <laughs> however, uh, I, I think Zaki could have could take some beating in this if if if, if uh, everything goes right for him.
0: I'm going to take you directly on the mate with the fav. I, I just think King of Comedy's best form is better than Zaki's best form. And I can see why you'd make a case for Zaki potentially having this race to suit him slightly better. But I don't think it will be enough to make up the, you know, the, the five, the, the rate of, a difference of five on ORs. Zaki also concedes three pounds to King of Comedy. I'd be confident that the Gosden horse will be able to get his season off to a good start. And potentially, like we said, the Group 1 older mile division is absolutely wide open. A horse-like king of comedy could be
1: striking in it this season. Yeah, we need someone to come out and stamp their authority.
0: We do. A couple of good listed racers over the weekend. Jim, you wanted to talk about the two sprints, the Achilles stakes, mate.
1: Yeah, um, really, really interesting race, I think, the Achilles. Uh, There's five horses with solid chances. Dakota Gold had a superb season last year. Five wins from seven, including two listed wins. Was beaten in a Group 3. Uh, Farm fresh is as an older horse. He's nothing to shout about. Uh, it's his highest ever mark. But he did win that listed race last year. And probably be looking to take Dakota Gold on in this. Um, I'll just run through. Tis Marvellous. Uh, he's not as consistent as the others in this. But when he is good, he is very good. Uh, better ground would suit him. But, and, and I have a question, Mark, about the Cox stable form at the minute. I think he had a winner last night, if I remember rightly. Uh, Copper Knight, we saw run last weekend at Newmarket. He's ultra consistent in handicaps throughout his career. Uh, he wasn't beaten far last week, but I, 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 once again, I'll be looking to probably take him on. Uh, Copper Knight's
0: the winner listed race, old Jim. Pardon? Copper Knight could win a listed race. He's good enough yeah, to win. Could. Probably yes. not this one, because is a strong race for the grade, but Copper Knight is good enough to win a listed race.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think he is. Um, El Astronaut, another one who had a phenomenal season last year. Come listed on, the astronaut. Listed winner. Won the Rockingham in Ireland uh, as well. And he was even third in the Abbey. I forgot about that. I was watching his Abbey run. That was superb. He runs on whatever ground. However, he's never won at Doncaster, which slightly surprised me a bit, John Quinn being a a malton based trainer. Um, he's... He has
0: been placed in listed races at Donagh.
1: Yeah, he has, he has run well at Doncaster, but he's never got his head in front. And a horse who I quite like at a bigger price in this. You see the consistent types that I've mentioned already, but Kea Moro is a horse I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of. Uh, progressed through handicap, started off as a rating of 79, now up to 98. Uh, finished the season second in the listed race up in Scotland. This is a step up in class, but I, I wouldn't rule out uh, her stepping up in class in this because I think there's there's some targets to be aimed at here uh, and they're not getting any younger, any of these sprinters. And I think she could be a bit of an up-and-comer and one at a decent price in this.
0: Yeah, I see that fully with Kea The sprint she won at the Ebor meeting last season, she did that really, really well. Beat Moss Gill, who you put up for the Palace House and didn't run badly at the weekend either. She was conceding, with Angus Villiers claiming seven off Moskill, so she was conceding nine pounds to him that day and has done him fairly comfortably by almost two lengths. So, so, so I can completely see why you'd be thinking KMRO was good enough to win a race of this level this season, Jim. That's a very good point.
1: Yeah, and when they're offering, I've, I've lost the race. Um, when they're offering, I think what I've got written down, uh, I had about eight to one. Uh however she's bigger, she's tens now. Uh and Michael Dodds has got Dakota Gold in this as well. And he'll sort of know between the both of them whereabouts will be. I think Michael Dodds has had a very good start, in my opinion. He's had a few nice horse's run, including Brunch, uh, who won at Newcastle fairly early on. Um I think I think K uh, Morrow's the progressive one in this. Um, you you have to respect Paul Midgley in this, he sends Tarbouche. Uh it sprints sprint well, Robert Cowell's got one as well. Spring. There's many sprint kings in this. Uh, but I think Kea Morrow's 10 to one's a decent each-way prize. A so four-year-old progressing into the bigger league now. Um, she'd have to improve, but I think she's not devout of, of promise.
0: Yeah, I understand that, mate. I, I think Dakota Gold is probably the one they have to beat on recent form, but I'd take him on with El
1: Astronaut. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I will be shouting from the rooftops for El Astronauti because I, I absolutely adore him. Oh, oh we both granddad, love him. him. Yeah, me and my have followed him from the start of his career because my having horses with John Quinn, he, we've always followed the stable and, and he's been such a great horse for the yard. I and mean, as soon as he comes to York, he just knows he's, a, he's the boss uh, and hopefully um, he can reproduce his form from last year in this. Yeah,
0: come on, the astronaut. We're looking forward to him. That's the Achilles Stakes, which is on uh, on Sunday at Donny, uh, midway through the day. Also on Sunday is the Cockered Hat. Jim, you wanted to give that a mention?
1: Oh, yeah, my boy's running it. Uh, my Turf Talk horse to follow um, is in this Convict. Uh, I've mentioned him before. He's a good, t- he a good two-year-old, and he's a strong stayer, uh, bred to... Bred to stay and uh, a, st- a step up to a mile and three will certainly be no problem. Uh, he was impressive on his last start beating Kings Caper by far length. one retains the ride. Uh, he knows him very, very well. Uh, he made the mistake of him on, on his uh, fourth start of, of hitting the front too soon. I'm sure he won't make that mistake again. He's related to Hamish. Uh, and... Him, look. This is hopefully a stepping stone for him to the St. Ledger, and the last horse who won this race to then go on and win the St. Ledger was Mass Marvel in 20, uh, 2011. Yeah, you'd expect him to turn up in the Derby en route, would you? Yeah, and thoroughly accept him staying on sixth or seventh. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting race, Jim.
0: Who would you say is his biggest rival? That there are. I guess very, very similar to the Phillies' equivalent of this, the Abingdon, which is at Newbury. It's not an equivalent, actually. They're over different trips and at different courses. So I don't know what I'm on about, but the Phillies' trial this weekend, uh, this is the closest thing to it, I'll say. But it's similar where there's quite a lot of horses coming off just with a one next to the name and nothing else. We've got Vintage Rascal, who won at Windsor for Tom Ward uh, back end of last season. Valerian Steele, who won at Newcastle last week and two horses who won on all weather during the winter, Fiji for David Simcock and Asheen Murphy, and emissary for Hugo Palmer and Jason Watson. Which horse would you say is the biggest danger to convict?
1: Um, I was very taken by Valerian Steele uh, the other week at, at Newcastle. Did a lot wrong uh, in the race and still managed to win, come from a long way back, and, um, I was very, very impressed with his performance. Uh, if Bright Melody turns up, I think he's rock solid. However, I think this is Convict's race to lose. And I think 4-1 to one is absolute value, value, value at this moment in time. Uh, I can see him being 2-1 to one on the day, 9-4. I think the money will come for him. I think he's got a very, 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 very good chance. Lovely. Turf Talk double, Domino, Darling and Convict to win
0: both the trails this weekend. Get on it. Uh before we go, pal, is there anything else you'd like to mention? There's another listed race for Phillies at Newbury. Uh, Preening and Foxtrot Lady, up Favze for the race over the seven. There's also the Scully Stakes, which is a three-year-old listed race. The feature event at Sandown. Sunday, sovereign interesting in first run for Roger Varian. Used to be with Paddy Toomey. Not seeing him since he ran in a Norfolk last season. Be interesting to see what he can do, pal.
1: Yeah, uh, one of my horses who I've been following is also running in that race uh, and he's going to be my reserve in my the races, uh, Al Raya uh, for Simon Crisford. We've mentioned the stable form is a big question mark, but um, he was good last season. Uh, he caught my eye on debut. I think he was, if, if I remember off the top of my head, um, he was fourth on debut the, and then since then he was impressive. Uh, no, he was he was second at Nottingham. Uh, he was campaigned quite vigorously last season, uh, finishing up winning uh, a Group Three at Chantilly, beating Divine Spirit and Flaming Princess, which it might as well have just been at Newmarket because the first three home were all English horses. Um, <laughs> he was second in the the Saint Hugh Stakes. Uh, and then he won a two-runner race off at 1-16. I to th- I think he's exciting this season. I think he's a good sprinter. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him this. And I respect Sunday Sovereign. It's just the question, mark has he trained on from two to three? Is Al Raya not a filler? Uh, yes, and I've been calling. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a boo-boo. Um, sorry about that. Al Raya? No, no worries I, I, I will not look at that, to be fair. I, I will try,
0: try and look through the handicaps to see whether there were anything interesting. I thought, I'm sure she ran in, a, in the Albany and the Queen Mary last year, unless I'd got completely my head blagged. Uh, are we going to do our rating the races free for the weekend, pal?
1: Yeah, do you want me to kick it off? Go on, bud, because I'm sure you'll have one planned, and I definitely don't. <laughs> you can tell who's in, who plans things in this. Um, I'm going nap, convict. Uh, I think he's got a very, very good chance in the cocked hat. Uh, Zaki in the diamond, looking to win this race for the second year at a different track. And my reserve will be Al Raya. Uh, I think she's got a very, very good chance in the scurry stakes.
0: My nap is going to be El Astronauti to win the Achilles (laughs) stakes on Sunday. I don't know how much of that is just down to me wanting him to. But it looks like a really winnable race for him, to be fair placed in Group 1 last season and a bloody legend of the game. Uh, my next best to be king of comedy, I'm going to take Jim on there with Zaki in the Ed. Tidy race, good Group 3, that Jim. Horses coming into it in good form and horses who were probably capable of competing at a higher level running in that event. And I'm going to have a reserve. I'm going to go Friday in the mile handicap at Newbury. Uh, sorry, the seven furlong race at Newbury and blue Mist. Bit of of a flopping season last year. He was very well supported on a lot of occasions, but he was still placed in big handicaps like the international behind Raising Sand. This might be a little bit easier, and I hope that he can get back to winning ways in this for Jason Watson and Roger Charlton.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: There's a horse I would like to mention just before we leave as well. I'm going to bring him up in the next episode next week because he wins at Royal Ascot. But the Air Force Blue Chalk Holt, Chief Little Hawk. I should have yeah. included him yesterday because he is the best two-year-old I've seen all season.
1: Yeah, fair dues. <laughs> um, he was impressive today. Really, really tidy. How was your fourth time gone? Um, my third leg has gone down. So there you go. Cheers, Ben Curtis. Uh, kids are crying now. Uh, there's also the...
0: Group 3, Galley Newell Stakes as well on the Friday night at the current. That's a derby trial. Uh, Padraig Beggy's on the Coolmore. Outsider of 4, a horse called Toronto, 12-1. to 1. So lump on that, you'd be assuming. Mythical the favourite there for Shamie Heffernan. But obviously, back to the Beggy Outsider. Uh, there's a horse I would like to mention just before we leave as well. I'm going to bring him up in the next episode next week because he wins at Royal Ascot. But the Air Force Blue Chalk Holt, Chief Little Hawk. I should have yeah. included him yesterday because he is the best two-year-old I've seen all season.
1: Yeah, fair dues. <laughs> um, he was impressive today. Really, really tidy. How's your fourth time gone? Um, my third leg has gone down, so there you go. Cheers, Ben Curtis. Uh, kids are crying now.
0: Uh, we've got our two Royal Ascot preview episodes to record this week. We think we'll have the first one sorted on Sunday Uh We'd love to have done day-by-day previews, but it's just allowance of time, really, especially now that they're up to seven races from six. And with the handicaps having, you know, there's a handicap over five, six, seven and a mile, we thought better off waiting till we know at least what the fields are looking like, didn't we, Jim, rather than trying to speculate a week in advance.
1: Yeah. We th- we thought that'd be best. Uh, and, and we thought about it, having a guest on, but it, it's going to be too compact. It's obviously it's not normal times, but I'm sure us two will be able to find you a winner, and hopefully I can find you more than Cheltenham.
0: We like the confidence, Jim. Thanks a lot for joining us again today. It's been it's been a good good little bit of discussion. It is quite a tidy bit of racing this weekend to ease us in
1: to the biggest week of the year. Yeah, Uh, and hopefully Convict will come out with flying colours and go on to win the St Ledger that's all we want, get on it now Convict
0: for the Ledger after he wins on Saturday, Sunday whenever, who cares this has been turf time who knows what day it is anymore they all blend into one (laughs) all these episodes are blending into one all the racing's blending
1: into one I'll let you wrap it up mate because my head's gone (laughs) That's been it for Turf Talk. Stay safe, wash your hands, cover your mouth and we'll speak to you next week.